Welcome to Notes on Vulnerability, a podcast designed to put stories of resilience, courage and being human at the heart of the conversation. This is the Tools for Resilience series, wellness and mental health chats focused on helping you grow and feel good about who you are. We'll be exploring ideas and practical tools designed to help you get comfortable with the vulnerability inherent in being human and the benefits of embracing it. And we'll reveal ways that working with this vulnerability builds resilience so that you can deepen your resources, adapt more, bounce back better and go on to thrive. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button for the extra bonus content. In this episode of Notes on Vulnerability, we're going to be focusing on cynicism. That tendency to doubt, disbelieve or discredit even when there is no logical reason to do so. The kind that keeps us stuck and stops us from showing up in the world as who we really are in case that's too much for some people. The inner cynic can be as powerful as the inner critic. For some of us, the two are combined. For others, they are very distinct. Your inner cynic is the voice that always requires proof and justification. If you experience vulnerability, you can expect the inner cynic to rush in and shut down whatever you're doing at the time. The problem is that what you're usually doing when the cynic gets activated is trying to grow, expand, be yourself, trust, etc. The inner cynic is reflected everywhere in the world around us in the fact that organised religion is credible and accepted, but following lunar cycles or any other belief system is often dismissed, for example. In many ways, it's an internalised control system that someone else has used on you in the past to keep you small, and now you're doing it to yourself. This is why overcoming it can be so liberating, and why it's so vital to a more resilient life. My guest for this episode is Stevie McCormick, a moon and manifesting coach who is all about breaking the rules. She uses astrology, energetic healing and divination tools with psychology to help lead her clients back to a purpose-filled, abundant, comparison-free and confident life. She offers a membership called The Girl in the Moon and other programmes and in her own words brings extra magic to the table. Stevie has more than 12 years experience in self-development and leadership, combining mindset, energy and astrology together to create services which encapsulate crystals, astrology and your higher guidance. If your beliefs ever make you feel vulnerable or you're ready to embrace a bit of magic, this episode is for you. So Stevie, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I've been really looking forward to it. Okay, so tell me a bit about how you got into this work. Wow. Okay, so it was a bit of a journey. So I've always been into crystals, the moon, the stars, the planets, And what happened was I kind of got up in a corporate world, (laughs) as you do. And I did all the right things, all like the tick boxes, you going up the career ladder and that progression. And what happened was I ended up breaking my big toe when I was managing a large project. Um, And it transpired that I ended up being at home. And yeah. As I then had to venture back, going back into the workplace, having had all this time working from home with this broken toe, I had a broken soul as well. I kind of had this moment of pause to look at this life that I'd built around me. And I was like, this really isn't what Stevie is all about. Um, Went back into And at that point, I was like, I call myself like a closet witch. I was, you know, I had like crystals in my drawer at work and I would wear particular crystals and I had to go to board meetings and that to protect my energy. And yeah, I think that pause being away from that and then having to go back in, I suffered like panic attacks. And I was just came to a point where I was like, 
yeah, I really need to address this. And it was the perfect timing for me to think, actually, I've always wanted to have this self-development business with spirituality in it. And that's where I just brought those two worlds together to create Stars by Stevie. That's a very brave move, though. It's a big shift, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. You know, I had, I, I, what's lovely is I have voice, uh, I've had voice notes recently from ex-colleagues who have said, I've always felt like this and seeing you do it has made me do things as well. Um, and we always knew that there's something more in you and it's just really lovely to see it play out. So yeah, that just lights up my heart that other women that are in business are like, actually, I'm going to embrace this spiritual side of me. That's the whole point about being brave in a way, isn't it? That you then inspire other people to, to realise that they've got the same strength. I love that. Yeah. This episode um, is all about cynicism. Um, do you ever come across cynicism to what you do? Oh, yeah, massively. And I know before we like hit record on this, it's quite apt, actually. I went to a like networking meeting this morning and predominantly uh, males were questioning around you know how much money do you make doing that is there really <laughs> any business in that how true is it um but I think because I love having these conversations I love everyone's point of view it's good to have these conversations with people because I don't expect people to believe everything that I say we're all different and I, that's what you see through astrology work and through your own different planets and signs so I always love to ask the open questions and meet people where they are to yeah just maybe inspire or activate some part of them I like to see it as a challenge <laughs> so their cynicism doesn't activate your inner cynic then no 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 I, definitely definitely not I think there's a part of me that, and I think with manifestation and working with the moon and definitely in my community, I have such like a wide range of people. And I think that's what I love about these conversations because it allows us to be open to those perspectives, to not just all be working off the same blueprint of thinking, you know, this is, this is what it should be. This is how, how it shouldn't be. I suppose I love not thinking that there's so much more to us in a way it's like an opportunity yeah I think it's most probably Scorpio is on my mid hate <laughs> which is like your career in that and that's all about like the taboo like the underworld the mysticism I think most probably there's a big part of me and I'm quite Leo in business I think I quite like the fact that I stand out and I can yeah I definitely most probably it feeds like part of my ego it's like oh yeah like I stand out this is like an interesting conversation it's different it feeds lots of parts of my personality. <laughs> is there also a sense that you're kind of where you need to be so anyone else's cynicism is like well I know where I am. Yeah yeah definitely and I love hearing different people's perspective I'm like oh that's really great you know I recently got challenged somebody was saying to me like does the moon even exist? Is it just a light? And we're all like in an ant farm. And how do you really know? I was there like, I'm definitely not believing. <laughs> Did they also ask you if you had flat? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Like, definitely not believing that I'm going to believe in the moon and that's just what I'm going to believe in. <laughs> 
but I loved that conversation. I came away from that conversation. Like, I said, I said like, oh, I loved that. And I like, I wonder where that comes from in you. And yeah, and where this comes from in me wanting to believe that. For a lot of people, that cynicism in other people makes you feel quite vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you think that is? I think it's because it's this it's quite safe isn't it to be in this structured world where we like know the parameters of life and we know the outcome and what's going to happen um and I think when you like act outside of those boxes or don't subscribe to certain things it feeds a part of us doesn't it like ultimately as human beings we want connection we want to be accepted and that cynicism, I suppose, comes out, doesn't it? Because you then, as a human being that just wants to connect with other humans, if you feel like you're not going to fit in, you're like, oh. So it's vulnerable, isn't it, to stand out from the crowd and share your point of view and perspective? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because it's funny because we're always told that we're special, we're unique, we're individual, or at least sort of my generation was sort of growing up. Um, but actually no one wants to be like that in many ways we all just want to be a protected part of the little herd you know yeah what about your clients do you get to meet your clients in the cynics yeah definitely I think yeah that that part of themselves where you know they think I just see it like this, like the universe, it like creates stuff like you were here for a purpose. And I always go back to this with my clients. So they're like, your dreams and ambitions and aspirations were put with you for a particular reason. And the universe doesn't make mistakes. I really don't believe that. I believe everything is just, you know, timed as it should be. So when that comes up, I just think just thinking that you've been gifted this opportunity that you want to bring to fruition in life. And that can be as simple as, you know, for however you define, define success, whether that's having more freedom, like earning less money and having more freedom, earning more money, reaching more people, just having more time with your family. It could be whatever you define success as. If that's with you and you've got this, you kind of get this inner pull of what you want to achieve. And I think, what I see with my clients is it can just be that that part of that like that cynicism of like oh like is it really true like am I overthinking it is it me and that fear and doubt about this inner voice that pulls you and you just think yeah and I kind of always go back to that you know nothing's a mistake like feel into it discover it more and try and really release the pressure um of yeah just playing with that part of you that you want to bring to the forefront yeah that kind of that requires a huge amount of trust Mm. in the universe so what what's your how would you define the universe the universe oh yeah it's stars and planets and cosmos (laughs) and galaxies and it's just the universe is something which is something much greater than you. And I think when people are struggling with the belief or that inner cynicism, like when it comes up, I always call back to them and like, think of a time where things just happened and you look back and you were like, oh, they just happened. You know, that gut instinct and, you know, things just 
kind of married together and it all went fine. So um, definitely taking back to people, recalling back on their own memories where things have just happened really helps. But and that is like the universe's intervention for me. That's how I would describe the universe. See, I, I, I struggle so much with that. Like I, you could ask me for examples in my life of when that's happened and I could give them to you like three from the past week alone. And yet, like there's a part of me that's just like, of course you can't believe in that. It's too easy. It's too positive, you know? So what would you say to my inner cynic who is currently battling with you? I would go like, the, the like the probability of you being here on this lifetime is like oh I do you know I haven't done that I normally use this as like an entrance speech for my, my biggest speaker events but I haven't done it's like 300 trillion chances of like you being here in this exact moment and the stars the planets were all aligned just uniquely to you where you are now there is no other you, there is no possibility to create you. So when you go back to like, how are you here and have that doubt, going back to thinking of how you were created and how everything around you is created is quite grounding. Yeah, and I guess also like to be cynical, you've got to be quite egotistical about the idea that actually humans already know everything. Yeah. Because that's what the cynic's doing, isn't it? It's saying, well, I can't see evidence of this. I don't already know this, so it cannot possibly exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. That, yeah. But there's, there's definitely something in it, I suppose. Yeah, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah. What came first? There's, there's no... We don't know no and even like even if you are someone who's like science is everything even if you believe in science there are two schools of thought or more than two about you know what came first so no one's really got the answer yeah and I I do think that's like a deep knowing of trust like we don't really know the answer of, of how it is and I suppose using that as a form of basis to gain trust in the unknown, because we are the unknown, is maybe a good place to start. I like that. Gaining trust in the unknown because we are the unknown. Yeah. I really come up with some gems. <laughs> so in, in a way, we're kind of talking about belief systems here, aren't we? And we've talked a bit about this. Um, why do you think that we rate some belief systems as credible, like organised religion, and why others, like, you know, following a lunar sort of calendar, um, are considered less so? I think because it's got brought in by this credible structure, like this credible, like patriarchal structure of this is where the beginning is. This is where the end is. This is what happens for the human being response system in terms of like safety. And that it's like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It really, it takes away your whole belief system of believing actually that you're capable of beyond that. There's, there is no structure. So the human created structure is control mechanism. Yeah. 
This is one of the things I said in my introduction, actually, which is why overcoming the sort of cynicism to your broader mind or to the, the idea that actually there might be a bit of magic out there or the universe or whatever can actually be really liberating. Yeah, I don't actually like the way that um, it, you know, in that creation, there is there is no there's no writing about this defined feminine energy that's here, like we, we create into the earth into the world and when you look back like the planets like the god and the goddesses and it's really well represented like this divine feminine energy like the womb being this like sacred portal and how important like the feminine presence was to then have this structure where a whole being is taken out of that it just sits really uncomfortably even me just saying it I feel really uncomfortable about it yeah, I've always felt very uncomfortable with it too. Like even as a child, mm -hmm. I was raised like Methodist. My parents raised me Methodist. And from the age where I could sort of really think about what was being said when I was sitting in church, I just was, I was squirming in my seat. I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Like it's just, yeah. So mm -hmm. I think we're both pagans at heart, aren't we? Part <laughs> yeah. um, of what you do is, is, basically giving people permission to move into a different sort of headspace um, and maybe that's moving beyond like needing proof for things or their own limitations or you know the limitations someone else has, has put on them so what does that usually involve yeah so like your belief system and, and what what you've got I think that's why I kind of have such an obsession with with the moon in your chart because it represents like your subconscious mind which is a great place to tap into some of those behaviors that you might be doing that you've done because it represents like your mother so there's a lot of like inner child work that can be done through your moon sign and through your family roots because the, the moon represents home and obviously we learn so much at home don't we in the first few years of our life and tapping into that of what we may have observed in our young informative years and how then that's playing out cyclically over our life through this moon cycle that that's where the gateway to your magic is that's what I was talking about working with the moon and exploring that part of you because you will then see how much of a pattern is within you that plays out and I don't think I always think we're like um, a masterpiece we're kind of never the finished article it's something that we're always working on but definitely having this deep awareness of that allows you to tap into this belief system and think oh actually there's there's more here that I can retrain myself I almost want to say or like recode yourself like it's actually safe for me to do this and although I was told it wasn't as a child or this wasn't a safe environment for me, it is okay, because we are so magic in the sense that we can like recode these belief systems. And I suppose that cynicism, like that just makes my heart feel so sad to think that you wouldn't think that you like could change beyond that, you know, that we are so, yeah, I don't like infinite of potential, whether it's just whether you're willing to tap into it. Why do you think people don't? Because it's it's scary. 
because you stand out because it challenges what other people think around you or how other people see you and that can be a lot to take going back to that point as like being a human being and not feeling like you're connected or seen um and it would just be lovely if we could just like come together and just hold space for each other knowing that it's okay no matter where you are very age of Aquarius that (laughs) (laughs) we are in the age of Aquarius right so yeah yeah I think that's why there's been such an increase in terms of like space holders coaches because we're holding space for ourselves the pandemic the age of Aquarius it held space for us to be on our own without the outside clutches of hobbies of groups of work routine you were just you with what you'd created in life or had in life and it was very grounding for us that yeah I mean obviously there was a downside of to the pandemic for a lot of people that probably shouldn't sort of gloss over but I I can I know what you, you were saying that there was a it was liberating for structures like the working day to fall away yeah and like you said that awareness of actually how many people are in a situation which it is isn't you know comfortable and there is poverty and they do need support it was really highlighted in the pandemic I think from a, an Aquarius energy wants the community to rise together and it really showed the disparity which we have you know people not being able to get out and access green spaces and being confined to small spaces and domestic violence um, went through the roof and the the age of Aquarius is about rising us all together so there isn't so much disparity in the world. I have a lot of hope for the change but my inner cynic is also looking at you know other sources of evidence coming from government and stuff and and wondering if that will happen but um yeah hope is good (laughs) good yeah so kind of a lot of what we're talking about is living an unapologetic life and this is one of your kind of foundational coaching um it's part of your your ethos isn't it so tell me a bit more about that yeah I think like being unapologetic it's it's like having these conversations that we're having Alex like you know I've got this part of myself that like struggles to to believe in that me just recognizing that you know I've got a part of myself that does really want to stand out and be like oh hey look at me and I think it's just embracing all these different elements of you and who you are and not thinking I am that person and that's me and you know it's like the moon like it's okay for me to want to be like really extrovert and be like I'm here but actually the next day I might just be under a blanket with like a do not disturb sign like do not come into my energy today it's like mental health isn't it I think one of the biggest problems that we've got in society is you know you you know must like gloss over everything like everything's okay we must be this one emotion but actually as human beings you could be like up here and then down here the next moment and then back up again and I think being unapologetic is being able to express yourself as as a human as having feelings of tapping into those feelings um and being able to to do that freely that's really unapologetic as well and again it's about going against those belief systems which we may have as a society yeah and I think one of those which I've noticed 
like through the course of my working life is that you've got you kind of touched on it there but I think I've always picked up on this idea that I've got to be consistent you know I can't change my mind I can't be joyful Alex one day and the next day be sort of Alex who's like literally don't even come anywhere near me which is what you said you know and obviously you know we have menstrual cycles as well which mean that our hormones level change our hormone levels change um so we are going through these shifts anyway but even you know if you don't have that I I think there's still you've got to be allowed to be inconsistent or to change your mind or human yeah I know I love that I think that's why I love working with the the moon so much in terms of like manifestation and teaching it to other people because it's like bringing them back to where they were it's like oh you know a lot of the time with my clients they're like oh I just feel like really bad I was like just starting this project and now like all I'm thinking about is is my family and what I want to do here and then they'll kind of go back on the work that they've done together and they're like oh my gosh it makes so sense this is what's lighting up for me in my cycle right now and they can just kind of ground down into that sense of self it's like this knowing in their self and then I suppose I was just thinking then that's like such like a system isn't it of astrology and cycles but a lot of the time it just helps people bring them back to that like inner knowing that we're taught not to trust Mm. um and that, that's what's really beautiful to think, actually, this is where I am right now. I'm just going to meet myself here. Instead of trying to be somewhere else where you think other people think you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, the part of yourself that was like, oh, I set that goal and I really should be doing that goal. <laughs> like, actually, no, that's that's changed. This is where I am now. And it's a journey, isn't it? I think we're allowed to evolve in go down different pathways and come back again and I think the funny thing is like with goals I've noticed this with my coaching clients and in myself Mm -hmm. is like you might set these goals and you could whip yourself to make sure you achieve them but sometimes actually when you listen to your intuitive instinct and you kind of you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that today, actually, because I don't have the physical energy or I'm not feeling talkative or whatever. You actually achieve twice as much in a way or you get to a better place by listening. Yeah, definitely. I know, Alex, like you, when we caught up before, this like Piscean energy of like driven, like work, 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 that's very much where I am. That's, I think, why I love the cyclical living so much because that like outcome focused like the divine feminine energy as we see it which we don't see that much of she changes her mind she goes with the flow we have this beautiful feminine energy to be able to attract magnetize get ourselves ready love life like feel life that's such divine feminine energy like it takes all the pleasure out of it doesn't it of like come on like what's the outcome what's the outcome there's actually so much beauty in being like oh I created this and it went really wrong and then this is where I am now like this is what I'm creating now like I managed to get something from that and then recreate again that's divine feminine that's yeah beautiful and it's kind of the opposite of cynicism isn't it because you're just letting it be yeah yeah so I mean we've talked before about the word (laughs) woo-woo Um, but actually, when we talked about it last time, like everyone thinks, you know, woo is kind of floating around with crystals. Um, but actually, you made the point that a lot of work goes into the, the things that come under the sort of slightly derogatory heading woo woo. 
yeah, I know. So woo-woo, if you if you look it up, it, it derives from like the 18th century. And it was when obviously a lot of the practices that we see now, it came up of like the collective of people that believed in like plant medicine, in crystals, in healing. So the word woo-woo derives from then because it's what yeah, spiritual spiritual people were called, like witches. Mm. Yeah, and we don't really know that, do we? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, it was a lady's account on um, Instagram that I saw, and like I went and did a bit of reading on it. I was like, oh wow, yeah. Um, and it's we use it so freely, don't we? But it's like that history. It's like there's a whole part of history that we don't know about, and it's really attached to feminine energy. <laughs> Surprise, we don't know about it. <laughs> Because the feminine is, is is so unknown, isn't it? That's why in medical practices we on a seventy two kilogram male, isn't it? We, yeah, you know, cars are even designed not designed for us because our bodies change so much. It's, yeah, I mean, there's no getting away from the fact that men held pens all the way through history. So, like the history that we have, and and like you said, schools of medicine and stuff have been largely developed for men. <laughs> Yeah. And there's this whole other part, I think, of those practices, like those woo-woo practices where people in communities were healers, were spiritual healers and, you know, read cards and did this stuff. And it was it was really healing and nourishing for people. Um, and it's just been eradicated. And, you know, it makes you think like that cynicism, like where did that come? Did it come from the system, the patriarchy system? Maybe it did. <laughs> I mean, we're getting into the realm of conspiracy. You know, but, or are we? I don't know. Like when it comes to patriarchal stuff, we do live in a world where it, you, there are vast disparities on, you know, between the genders. So, but the point about all of this woo-woo stuff is that anyone can benefit. You don't have to have a menstrual cycle or, you know. No, and we are... We all embody the feminine and the masculine energy. That's something that we can all tap into. We've all got like the six pillars of well-being, spiritual, spirituality is in there. That can even be as simple as going out and gazing at the moon or the stars of an evening. That's a really grounding space to be in. You're in nature, so it's definitely going to reduce your blood pressure and get you more centered and grounded. But actually looking at something that's beyond yourself um, and thinking like greater than yourself as human beings, we can be quite egotistical, can't we? Like me, 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 me. But actually just being in that moment of thinking this is where I am, you know, that can be quite woo woo. <laughs> but it's also the basis of a lot of, you know, med meditation and mindfulness stuff, which is mm -hmm. taken off in the mainstream. So it's kind of um, woo woo by stealth in a way <laughs> yeah it's so um what would your tips be in terms of living without letting the inner cynic guide you my tips would be definitely go out and be under a starlit moon sky and just think about yeah the greatness of which you are to be here in that moment under those stars and that moonlit sky and just re yeah really taking that in I think definitely that that like mindset tip of going back to moments in your life where things just happened and maybe just like taking them as they are like yeah that was 
that was magic that felt like a miracle so we say like yeah it felt good and the third one would definitely be in terms of vulnerability and being unapologetic which this in a cynicism isn't going to like is maybe just exploring little parts of yourself which you hide because maybe you feel like they won't be accepted by the collective and just getting playful with that part of yourself and definitely going back to your inner child really helps with that what I do with so many of my clients if you kind of tap back there it's amazing what things and thoughts you had that bring you lots of joy um, and tapping into that energy that you, which you may have felt as a child in those moments of enjoyment can really help bring it into your reality right now I love that so I was going to ask you for the the last question for all these podcasts is usually what's your note on vulnerability I don't know have you answered that or have you got another one I think it's always believing it like in yourself and following what it is that you you want and I always say this like if it's following the trail of glitter I always say it's like oh it sparks me up but I really shouldn't be doing it because I should be doing this just make more space to do that and you'll be surprised at how fulfilling life can feel when you follow the glitter and the glitter represents the joy the pleasure the little things in life like the real simplicity it really brings you back home to what it is that you want and yeah just giving back that belief system that you can do all the things that you love and it does wonders for your resilience doesn't it when you're in that part of you definitely I think it's foundational for resilience to be yourself to love it well thank you so much for that that chat's been so interesting and really enjoyable yeah thank you for having me it's been great thank you Alex this has been notes on vulnerability and I've been Alex your host if you especially enjoyed this topic and would like to go deeper into how to take action on it don't forget that you can hit the subscribe button to access all the additional tips ideas and support I'm a resilience coach and you can find me on Instagram at Alex Coaching. S-H-O-R-E, or online at www.shaw-coaching.com. Notes on Vulnerability also has its own Instagram, at Notes on Vulnerability.